Yes, 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 yes. Hey guys, welcome back to the Money Flow Trading Society's podcast, Mastering the Trade. Today I got a young man. Hey, he's young to me. He's 38 years old. I'm 52. He's my friend, Nick Gigidio. He's coming in today. This guy's doing what we do, working the straight line of the money flow, accumulating stage one dividend stocks to build out that cash flow and dividend portfolio. He's accumulating properties to build wealth and cash flow for his family. He's out there selling stuff. We all know wages are honorable, but man, profits can sure get you rich. Oh, and by the way, he's a licensed realtor doing that. Oh, by the way, he's married. Oh, by the way, he's got a couple kids. So this is a guy doing the do, as I like to say. Hope you enjoy our conversation. God bless. Yes, yes, yes. Hey. What's up, man? Hey, my friend, happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to you, too. Another week down. Another week down. Let me get my audio right here. There we go. I think we were both having weather, so hopefully we pull this off. Yeah, we've got some dark clouds ahead here, but uh, if anything gets interrupted, we'll get back on it. Right, man. So I'm trying to think the last time we talked and it was recorded. Well, hey, before I forget, because I always do this. Tell them who you are. Tell them something you did that was illegal. <laughs> tell them, uh, no, tell them who you are. Yeah, name is Nick DiGidio. I'm out of uh, the Lehigh Valley in eastern Pennsylvania, uh, about uh, 60 miles west of New York City and 60 miles north of Philadelphia. Um, licensed realtor, started off a uh, small business owner, self-employed with my brother, uh, 17 years. And uh, my real estate journey started in 2009, where uh, an opportunity came for some creative financing on um, a commercial four-unit property. The uh, seller was over leveraged, and we were in the market for a place, and, and the stars lined up. And um, yeah, just got in, you know, bought a property, and we were, you know, aggressive in paying it off. We were all about not having any debt. And our first mission was to pay the property off as soon as we could. And we achieved that in about seven years, mm. which was uh, the foundation for, for us, uh, you know, as I mentioned with the journey that, that I'm on right now. How old are you? Uh, 38. 38. See, I know that. They don't know that. 38, man. And everybody out there, we're all in it. We're at different ages, right? And me and you talk a lot about this. You, you guys, me and Nick are friends and we came to know each other through, I did a little meetup in New York city and Nick came out and then came to my house in new Orleans and doing the same thing. And this money game, trying to make money with money. And I mean, that's a beautiful way to say it. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. You're always rolling and, and trading up. And, and, and that only happens with intention and, and getting around people that are thinking that way, which is obviously why you sought me out, I'm sure, in New York. Oh, yeah. Um, I here's mean, an I older guy following... thinking what I'm thinking. Oh, absolutely, man. It was, uh, for me, it was gold uh, listening to you because um, I never, you know, I, I got my real estate license in 2018. This was a... Mm. The, the, the intention for that was what would I be interested in doing after, you know, my 
self-employment uh, days are done. Um, and that was uh, one of the areas that I thought that, uh, well, I like sales, but I, that was one of the areas that I thought that I could uh, probably do okay in and, and learn. And um, I never really thought about the, um, you know, starting to buy units and collecting rent. I mean, I was right. doing it already, but it was out of, Hey, we own a business and we own the building that we operate the business out of. And then it's just, you know, watching you guys. Uh, other people that come along the way that are doing the same thing. And, and, I never thought about buying 10 properties because it was just was not a thought in my head. Um, and then you brought was planet and uh, you kind of <laughs> brought it out. And uh, yeah, when you, um, when you announced that you were going to come to New York, I thought that's, that's a great opportunity for me to, to reach out and say what's up and to show my gratitude and appreciation. Yeah. And that's a lot of fun. And it's good to have people like that that uh, understand what it is, you, the, the wacky thing you're doing. Because like you said, there's a lot of good people. They're working their business. They're going about their day. They're not thinking about like one day this business is going to close. Yeah, and it's true, right? All businesses go out of business mm-hmm. or they go public, right? That's, you know, and, and that's why you want to buy, if you have the opportunity to, you want to buy the real estate that you operate your business out of because uh, right. you still have that option. If you want to cash out, you can still keep the building and rent it out and, uh, or sell it, trade it up or just right. pay the taxes on it and, and go on with life. But real estate creates those kind of options for you. Right. It really is amazing. And business is one of those, because sometimes I meet guys, they own a business and they're wanting to talk about, you know, investing in units like I do where you're collecting rent. And it's like, bro, your move is to own your your business, like mm-hmm. own that building that. Well, I wouldn't be. I'm like, yeah, but you own it. And over time, that's going to be very valuable. One is probably going to help your business. So your landlord can't kick you out. And maybe, you know, you're, you're paying a fixed cost by acquiring. Once you understand the math of real estate, I mean, you're 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 making your cost in the future cheaper. Yep. And, and it's just a win win deal. Um a lot of times too, like when I first meet someone and we're talking real estate and they like they live in an apartment, you know, first the first move may be just getting your own property. Buy your own property. There's yeah. an order. There's an order of things. Right. And it's it's rare. I meet someone that I'm like, yeah, I think you should jump the order. Um, yeah. It's a rare person that that's probably their best move, you know? Yeah. But for 95 percent of people it's buy your house first, lay that foundation and uh, start the process of building equity. So underrated, right? right? Having massive amounts of equity built up uh, and then you can start allocating different positions and it takes a lot of time, but you get rewarded. Right. And And I know, you know, that's why, like I bought my second home there in the French quarter. Like all I gotta do is sit on that for 10 years. And, you know, more than likely, I may end up just banging out the little bit I owe on it at some point. Not right now, but one day. I'm kind of happy right now. I got pretty cheap money on it. Yeah. You, um, know, you almost don't want right. to even uh, accelerate uh, the, uh, the the debt service. I was thinking about that last night. I'm like, all right. And I, this is I was glad you were coming on. I'm like, do I do I even mess with that since it's four point five percent and it's, you know, like we know the right. cost not really going up right other than them to to own it i mean to maintain it 
Yeah, the only the only reason that you would do it is if it helps you sleep at night. Um, right. At, at, at that, you know, low rate. But uh, it's it's crazy, right? To to sit back, uh, how the 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 rates swing, and and all of a sudden, what you thought uh, you were paying maybe at the top of the market with such a low rate, you know, a year and a half later, it's like wow, that was a great deal. Right. And I I sent you that video. I don't know if you've had time to look at it of Patrick Bick Davis video on the, you know, he was just making, yes, it's I, almost I like those it. were all, you watched it. Yep. And you know, it was interesting. He said 80,000 millionaires that were crypto millionaires wiped out. Yeah. Um, he, he then touched on, of course we know the stock pullback. That's always silly to me unless, unless you sold them. I mean, if you hold on to them, you're good. Um, he mentioned Elon Musk said three things that, markets go in cycles and expect to pull back every five years mm -hmm. literally out of my you don't have to die broke book right yep yeah like it's a three to it's a five to seven year cycle and this is why you don't want debt this is why you don't want to be over leveraged because we don't know when the cycle is going to come and by living a certain way we're ready for it when it comes right yeah if you don't have any debt uh when when that cycle turns um you know, a lot of wealthy uh, families and households, uh, you know, it's a yard sale, right? When people start right. uh, liquidating their assets, they're over leveraged. And um, even if it's just one deal, if you get, you know, some, obviously the more money you have, if you're a, a corporation or if you have, uh, you know, deep pockets, you could probably get multiple deals, but you could get, if you could get one <laughs> great deal or two great deals every five to seven years on a, you know, on the pendulum swing, uh, right. do that over 40 years. And you got, you know, 15 good deals that, um, you know, you're set. I, I think right now we could be going into, and it's not a, I don't, I'm always an opportunist. So this is how I see it. I don't see it as a bad thing. Let's say it's an 18 month malaise, right? Mm -hmm. Dude, if I can keep earning, the base that I can build on the next swing up is like private jet done, you know, Yeah, that's how it is. So that's where my mind is. It's like, not that I want to do that, but I'm just trying to give people a visual of the, of the level. Right. And whatever, wherever you're at, like your priority should be like, I need to make more money. Mm -hmm. Like I need more drips. I need like, yeah. Can I make three over here? Like, especially over the next 18 months, anybody that's a young hustler, like wants to level up in life, they cannot be sleeping this next 18 months. No, you should never be bored. Right. <laughs> you should, you should have so many, uh, you know, if you're whatever you do, but you know, with multiple income streams and drips and stuff like that, if you're in sales or if you're working part-time job, um, you know, the, the first, the, in the, in the order of things, the first, priority is to get more money right that's and, the drip funnel i mean yeah. grant cardone if you ever take any of his advanced courses he, he's really good at explaining that mm -hmm. so you got to get more money first you can't right. you're not gonna if you're a you know young man and, and and i like talking about this because i'm not anything special or extraordinary i'm on the path to try to uh get to you know 10 15 properties um but I'm not getting into, I'm not buying 10 properties like randomly or off the, off the hop. It takes, it's going to take a bunch of years. I got to focus on getting the money first for the, you know, 25, 30% down payment, 
What um, I love about that though is I know you're sitting on cash. Yeah. Yeah, and, but you're still thinking that like I need more money because I'm, I'm gonna need down payment money. Right, and that's it. it it's it's that simple to, um, you know, it, it my my goal when I wake up every morning is get on the phones and start prospecting, start building right. up lead generation, uh, get you know, my and my sales funnel isn't overly complicated. It's mostly phone calls, uh, having conversations. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, I do my email marketing and, um, you know, I'll shoot emails out texts, um, and just follow up. And, and, but when you have thousands and thousands of those going on, uh, right. You know, you're always having to do it. And, and for me, you know, there should, I'm never bored. There's always 15 priorities that need to get taken care of. So, it's, and, you know, and to drive day- this hope, dude, when we met in new Orleans, remember that first day when you came down? Yep. I meet Nick. He's like, he's got one earbud in taking calls. He's like, hold on, bro. Take a call. And you're like, yeah. I got I got it. I'm going to talk to you while doing sales calls till five. <laughs> yeah. I love it, man. I really do. Uh, and I, my first, yeah. my first business didn't, you know, I was in the catering and food business. So that's a different lifestyle uh, where you can't really jump on planes and go places uh, right. or you don't get paid. Right. So you we're drinking beer and the pirate bar. Right. Nick's taking phone calls and then talking with me. Yeah. And it's a new, you know, it's not, it's not new for other people, but for me, it's a great transition because now I'm getting, I'm getting used to this, uh, you know, working from home kind of thing or working from wherever I want to work. And, right. uh, um, I'm trying to, you know, take advantage of it and, 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 you know, jump on planes and, and work while I'm traveling or, uh, just, you're always in the, you're always working while you're, while you're doing other things that doesn't, it doesn't stop. Right. And so your main trips, you've got your main gig where you're doing sales. Yeah, I have two sales uh, positions, one in uh, uh, DME, Durable Medical Equipment, Orthopedic Braces, and right. uh, real estate sales. Um, both. What I like about that is there's uh, there's no ceiling on either, uh, like most sales. Right. Um, you know, and then I, I have rental properties with income uh, coming now we got uh, rentals. That's another trip, right? We yeah, got the, the rentals. rentals. Yep, that, that's that's the uh, second bucket, right? Um, uh-huh. And then um, you know, I do I do with your money flow uh, teachings. I do the I'm a buy and hold guy on everything. Uh, stage one buys, looking for good companies that pay nice dividend, and just accumulating at stage one and twos, not selling, right. and just just with accumulating. the light. With just a lifelong philosophy on that. Yeah, I'm not trying to get rich quick. Um, For a dividend machine. Yeah, just, uh, you know, I'm 38. When I'm 50, I'd like to, you know, <laughs> go out to Italy for two weeks. And I have rent, com- you know, not m- maybe more than two weeks. Go out for a month and you got, you know, 25 grand, 30 grand a month coming in in rental income. You got dividend uh, income right. coming in. So you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, you know, where you spend your money, penny pinching. If you want to jump on a boat and cruise uh, in the Mediterranean Sea, cool. And that's that's it, man. That's the game. I know when you came to see me in New Orleans this last time and three, you know, three or four of us went out and partied. We spent some money, dude. Like mm-hmm. we I, it wasn't a fortune, but we spent a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And, you know, nobody there cared. Like it was no big deal. Um. And you want to be able to do that, man. That's where you're trying to get to. So when you're old, you don't want to be like, well, let's go to Denny's at four, under four because it's cheap. Like, we don't want that. 
Zero interest. Zero interest in that. And sometimes when I start teaching people about the money flow, they think I'm like meaning like live like a monk. I'm like, no, man, like just be smart about it and attack that shit. And when it's time to party, party. And when it's time to invest, invest. And it's never time to just sit on your ass doing nothing. It's not an option. No. Like we can talk, we can do deals. Man, I've bought property drunk. Not drunk, but I was drinking when the guy talked to me. And next thing I know, we're shaking up. (laughs) Next day, I'm meeting up with him and we're doing the deal. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. And that's just being in the in the flow, man. And those numbers grow bigger. And because when I started in stocks, it wasn't that big. And I like to get people just just keep doing it, man. And then you catch an 18 to two year where it's just down. You stay on it. Yep. They say, you know, you got a quarter million there. Like, where'd that come from? It's it's literally seven to 10 years. That's that's the that's the average. Right. And you have to settle that uh, in your brain that, hey, if I want to start a business, if I want to start building up a rental portfolio or, or stock portfolio, do it for seven to 10 years and just be on it and on it. And then at, at the nice. very least, a little money at your you know, fingertips. Now, now we talked about an idea and dude, we need to do this. We got to make the cinematomic. I can't even speak. So I probably can't do it. Cinematography. Yep. Of where you're at my house and we take turns whiteboarding and we just talk about concepts, whether it be dividends, interest payments, mm-hmm. Compounding money in real estate doors. Yep. Um, ten thirty one exchange. The diff. What what that does? Like just mm-hmm. just fucking run all that stuff. The millionaire code on the whiteboard. Uh, yep. And yep. yeah, and we both do that. We both watch other people do it. We send each other videos on that. Like, hey, watch like the Asian guy. What's his name? Uh, Thatch. Yeah, man. I keep forgetting that dude's name. He's so funny, man. I was like, Damn, oh, yeah. if I could be half that funny, I'd have twice as many followers. <laughs> Like yeah, he's and, just and funny. He's he's the American dream and the uh, rags to riches story. Um, and, and it's not uh, bullshit. But the stuff he's saying is real. Like I yep. know it's real. I've done it on a smaller scale. Yep, it's the it's the same formula. Mm-hmm. That guy was parking cars. He was valeting cars at like a like a Korean restaurant. Man, and then he got his license and he started hustling. And, uh, you know, listing properties, helping buyers buy properties. And then he, you know, as you know, like you say, what you think about comes about the universe opens up to you. That guy met people along the way that started talking to him about buying rental properties. Right. And, right. And, and he spent probably the last 25 years just uh, accumulating and, and, you know, then, he, you know, you get into the flips and you get into the holds and, and you're just trading up and trading up and. You know, that guy wasn't driving a, a Lambo no. in the beginning. He had a Honda Prelude. Right. I love that. He did a reel the other day, and it was like, there was this dude, and he was like telling people, it was like a new Honda Accord and then like a used car. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like a Dave Ramsey video, like, live responsible, you know? Yep. And he was like, don't buy this, buy this. Yeah, I saw that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, he is. He's like, don't buy this, don't buy this, don't buy this. He goes down the, down the garage. It was so yep. funny. Yeah, there's an order of things, right? You know, and yeah. I'm sure that guy sold, uh, you know, a couple thousand properties before. Sure. You know, he started, uh, you know, you know, going up into the luxury. Yeah, yeah. And that, dude everybody... lived in, that dude lived in a camp. He started 
in uh, not like a, not like a concentration camp, but like uh, you know, people that were fleeing Vietnam during the war, they were put in camps in uh, California and on the West Coast, and uh, you know, his family that that's where the, you know they had nothing to lose. Then, yeah, I mean, I was in the the white version of that, the trailer park. Yep, it was a little camp. All the little white kids were kept in. <laughs> yeah. I tell someone that, man, I thought my parents had moved up, bro. I'm like 10 or 11, and we had a swimming pool at our trailer park. <laughs> and and I thought, man, this is we're high living. Like, this is amazing. And I'm like 10. I had a swimming pool, man. It's funny. You look it's back. Funny. It's funny that, you know, you don't think about that kind of stuff at 10 years old and 12 right. years old. Right. I thought right. we were living large, and it's like, no, it was kind of a shitty trailer park. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It's funny. It's a blessing, though, man. If 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 you get these opportunities, people like yourself and 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 many others too that uh, push those seeds and the seeds sprout, and uh, right. you have it in you to to do it. Anybody can buy three properties. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's just a matter of you got to figure out how to get some money to get number four, right? Then yeah, I, and so and then that's the the process though in those three properties and whatever the timeline is. Say say okay, five six seven years, you you got three properties, right? That's uh, that's a nice accomplishment. That there's nothing you know, uh, you know, we're not comparing ourselves to the guys right. that own over a hundred units. We're not there yet, but in those first couple years you learn how to manage you become a manager you learn how to do some things you develop some skills uh managing people screening tenants uh meeting uh vendors and meeting tradesmen out there and and you're getting and there's a lot of volatility in that stuff too man people come and go they die they stroke out uh new people enter and exit the markets uh that are you know electricians that they might be a great electrician but their home life is is jacked up and right you know, they get divorced and, and, uh, you know, so you, you, you're always, uh, building up a team and you always have to have multiple, uh, uh, you know, skilled laborers in your, in your queue. Or when you get to running multiple jobs, well, one guy can't be on a job site, you know, oh, two jobs at illusion. one time. You're going to need multiple plumbers. Give Nick a second. Hopefully it wasn't me. Yeah. I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Sub Insta or Instagram, Twitter. You there, bro? I can. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> I hate to interrupt this podcast and this cool conversation with my friend Nick. Out of my new ebook, The Two Selves, there's a section or a module entitled Money is Just One Big Social Agreement. Now, this isn't a book you just dive into and read start to finish. It's something you meditate on, you marinate on, you think on, you internalize. And the section on money is just one big social agreement has some links to some videos, maybe a podcast that I think could help you. See, money, all money is simply a social agreement. To whom and to which side of the register you agree will dictate how, where and how you work. It will also determine how much you will be allowed to earn and how quickly you can gain financial freedom. As our guest today, we see my man Nick following the same similar straight line that I did is make money, generate profits, take the profits, put them into cash flow and assets, take the reserves and park them in dividend stocks and grow your family's wealth. Use jobs because and understand that all businesses go out of business at some point. 
Now, our view on this will determine how much we will be allowed to earn, how quickly we can gain our financial freedom. If you attach earning money only to a job, you will never see, feel, or understand prosperity. Having a job is only one way to earn and create money in your life. Wages will pay your bills, but profits are what will make you rich. I'd really like to get this book into your hands. It's only 27 bucks. Go to geraldpeters.info, scroll down, see where it says two selves. Start to meditate on this, marinate on this. Let's say if we can't increase your income and get you talking like my buddy Nick here, and I've got a ton of friends like this. I look forward to talking to you. Back to the show. hear you loud and clear okay man we kind of dumped out there it was probably on my end yeah no problem yeah man uh to go back to david he he said that elon musk said that he thinks we're going to have a cuff two years Mm -hmm. and that only the players are going to be around everybody was faking it's getting blown out naturally number one he said there's three elon said there's three things one always trying to be predict number two prepare number three persevere Yep. Now, I think the only problem I had with number one is the predict thing. I don't know what he means by that because I don't really, I don't really feel like I can predict. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I can just be prepared enough that either way, I'm good. You know and, that with the prediction, if if you just follow charts and history, you know that we right maybe maybe we skip the recession, right? Um, you know, between 2015 and 2019, but we had a nice run for 10 years, right? You know that things aren't going to keep going up. Prices aren't going to keep going up before, um, you know, things go sideways. So, right. you know that something's coming. The house housing market's not going to keep going up 15 to 20% year over year. It's been three no. years straight. I, I think people misunderstand how to play the turn, though, is let's say you got a stock portfolio and it's let's say it's four hundred thousand dollars, and to you that's a lot of money, right? Because you've been doing it for years, right? Right. And to, to Donald Trump, he's committing suicide. It's pretty relative, right? To yep. you, it's a lot. To him, it's nothing. And so we know money really is totally a social agreement. Like we don't. To one guy, it's a lot. Next guy, it's nothing. I do know Warren Buffett. One of his rules is don't lose money, and I know what he means by that. He doesn't mean the balance going up and down. He means don't buy assets that go to zero. Yep. Because if you never do that and you stay on the game your whole life, you're going to end up with a lot of shit. Yes. And and so as you begin to put all this advice together, you know, that's what I was always trying to do with the money flow. And I realized, okay, I, what I never want to do is give up my assets so that I can't compound. So I need to hold shit that's going to pay me money in good times or bad. Not perfect. Portfolios could take a hit. Maybe one stock gets... It's unreasonable to think you're going to own 77 stocks and you don't have one that fucks up and goes to zero. Right. Like that, like I I posted a thing from Mark Cuban the other day and he's tallied his entire career on Shark Tank Mm -hmm. and he's lost money. Really? He's a billionaire. One of the smartest guys in America. 10 years of trading on Shark Tank is a net zero. Wow. Uh, yeah, so to, what, so to expect what, that me and old Nick here might have a negative year is pretty reasonable, right? What, what do you think was the reasoning behind uh, all that? Did he mention anything? Was it just bad investments or? Yeah, well, I can tell him the answer to that. All businesses go out of business. Okay. Yeah. So most of his uh, 
the chances yeah. that he's taken on on the Shark Tank, they just are ri- ridiculous. They yeah, that's yeah, Kevin people... O'Leary might be a little bit better than him and smarter. Yeah. And, yeah, and there's Tiger Woods, and then there's fucking Elon Musk. There's guys that are just smart. But, like, me and you launching a social app, maybe. Like, I don't know. I don't feel like I could do that. And the idea, like, they created this idea that anybody could sit back and we could just invest in business. It's like, no, man, that's not how it works. Like, it's hard, and most of those guys lose money. Most angel investors lose money. Yeah, it's not talked about, but. Yeah, it's tough. And what you hear about is the Tiger Woods. He caught Uber first, made a billion gazillion dollars and quit. Now lives on a yacht. Congratulations, right? Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't mean he can do it over and over and over again. Um, and what we have to do, you know, is just regular people. I'm not saying don't take the shot at Uber. And if you can do that, do that with some of your money. I mean, I have like twenty five percent of my liquid capital invested in in speculative things. I know you do too. I mean, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, real estate is the guarantee. That's right. The, the fight against inflation. It's a, it's more to me. It's kind of more of a defensive play. In the, yeah, and then the dividend portfolio. stocks. Pretty, yeah, pretty, I mean, buying. You know, like you were texting me the other day about stage one in Home Depot, and I'm like, yeah, like those are no brainers, right? Yep. Home Depot's not going anywhere. Yeah, and, and I but, shop there twice a week, three times a week. I look at it like you say, like a partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm having fun doing it. Uh, right. You know, it, it's, it, it's, uh, it's fun, man. You learn, you you try different strategies and formulas. You got to figure out uh, what works for you and, and capitalize on it. So mm-hmm. I know like, like for me, sales is my number one. I love sales. I, I you know, that's, that's number one. And then, right. you know, what do you do with the money that you make? Right. You got it. You got to preserve it and park it. We've We're going down it. the straight line now. This is the straight line. Right? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's what it is. It, it, yeah. it, it, and and that's just what you do. Every, Warren Buffett does it, right? Yep. Probably has the same routine every day. And and most would find it boring, but that's literally how, uh, you know, over a long enough timeline, that's how easy it is to, to build wealth. And you do it slowly. So if, yeah. when there is volatility, um, you're not shaking in your boots. You know, you're you're you have enough liquidity and no debt where you can capitalize on, you know, move if, if you're paying attention and you're and you're in the markets. And, and that goes for the real estate market, too. You know, if you're focusing on the MLS mm. prospecting, calling, mm. if you do it long enough, a, a, a good, really, really good deal is going to come your way. Just just by the gods in the universe rewarding you for putting in effort and. And working and and, and what a beautiful out. thing the MLS. Yeah. The MLS is great. <laughs> it's, the, people, a guy asked me the other day, "What's your prized possession?" And you know, and I've got like a 1970 Les Paul Gibson Les Paul guitar. It's probably worth like seven grand. Um, you know, watches, things like that that are really cool items. I got Walking Dead number one. It's like five grand. It's just cool shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, stock charts. Stock charts. And he's like, what do you mean? Like, you know, the software, stock charts, that shit I pay for every month. That's my mm-hmm. prized possession. Like, I'm, you know, I love it because I use it so much that that that's, I need it. Mm-hmm. And the MLS is right there. Like, I don't know why I, I could have just as easily said the MLS. The MLS is powerful, man. It's just massive, massive amounts yeah. of data, not only nationwide, worldwide. It's made me millions of dollars, man. If if I wanted to, and I do this from time to time, I don't do it as much as I used to, but if I wanted to, 
I could just sit on the MLS for the next three days and review every single expired listing. Yeah. That, Dude, I found us my... two deals. If, if you could be in New Orleans next week, I got us two deals. Is that right? Yeah, but we got to be kind of guys that don't need to go anywhere for a while. Right. Because it's going to need a lot of hand-holding, right? And and I don't there I don't there's not enough on the bone, but if I was thirty and didn't have any properties, there is, you know. Yeah, th- so that's opportunity costs, right? Uh, uh, or reverse opportunity costs. You know, through experience that yeah, shit. If I do this, this is this is the reality of it for the next yeah three years, two years. This is you know this is going to mm-hmm. consume most of my time, energy, and and and, and that's what I told my wife was we were talking about it and. She was researching the deal for me, and, and that's a cool thing to have. If you know, if your spouse starts helping you, oh, yeah. and she'll start looking at city codes and where's it located, and where's the nearest restaurant, is there a daycare in the area, and where's what's the crime? Like we start going through all that shit. Man, if you could have a good woman, oh, she spends hours on it. At the end of the oh, day, like God. sometimes I'll be pissed. I'm like, well, fuck, dude, do you not want to buy it? Because all she's doing is telling me bad things, but that's her job, right? Yeah, they ask, they, they they're thinking of questions and and mm-hmm. asking questions that I didn't even think about. Yeah, and I'm like, you know me. I so walk practical. in, I just, I see money. Let's, let's go. Give it to me. Like, and, <laughs> and then she'll research it more and be like, dude, we can't buy this. This is literally an exit off of, you know, and tells me, you know, why, right? Yep. And she's like, this is literally flood zone central for New Orleans. And I'm like, oh, that's why it's so cheap. <laughs> um, yeah, it's you know, but maybe. Right. Maybe there's a wedge there, though. Maybe someone who's young, who's going to do a lot of the work, he doesn't mind spending the next two months over there. And like for him, it's worth it. He flips it, makes some money, you know? Right. Yeah. That's uh, time, time, times amount, times yield. Right. But not 52 year old GP. Well, you could do it, if, you know, if, if you had to, if you had, you know, no other choice and, and you got the skill set to do it. But opportunity right. costs when you, opportunity when you, costs. When you have uh, money making skills, income skills. And you know that, all right, I can do this, but uh, this is the reality of it. And then most likely uh, an even sweeter deal is going to come up three months from now, two months from now. I'm going to miss out on that. And that's happened to me a couple of times in the. Uh, right. Me you and know, you've talked year. about this. You text yeah. me and you're like, dude, this is a cash flow and deal. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like I'm going to get a better one. Yeah. And, and, and it, it, it's so yeah, easy it's to become. It's so easy to become eager. I love it regardless because when I go like mm-hmm. uh, if I'm prospecting if I if I'm going on listing appointments, the very first thing I'm thinking about uh, on 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 certain types of properties uh, is should I would I and could I buy this before I put it on the market, and I got to think real quick and you know. Oh, so you as a realtor, you're like, does this make sense to not even list it and just buy it from the guy? Yeah, I mean, I why not? I, I'm literally. You know how many realtors never said that. Yeah, I mean that's that's the first thing that's going on. Not on like like a five bedroom, three bathroom house, right? I'm talking. But you about... think that you think that when you walk into like my house or you go to this dude's, you're like, yeah. I could buy this. Like yeah. your brain goes to that. Yeah, I'm so I'm, you know if I get the opportunity to get into the property and meet with the owner and, and chat with him, <laughs> I gotta I gotta eyeball it in 10, 15 minutes and figure out real fast if I want to make a deal on this or not. Um, and I try to do as much due diligence as I could uh before going over but until you actually see the condition of the property and uh you know all that stuff that's where you gotta you know you gotta make a fast decision otherwise you're talking numbers and you're signing contracts and um you know that's that's the other goal but that's a great uh tactic though right um 
you know, it's a win-win. You can either buy it and put it in your portfolio or you can list it and, and, you know, um, you know, make your money that way. So, yeah, no, it's beautiful, man. It's like, that's, that's how your brain should be going. I mean, that's the way, you know, cause I meet so many realtors that don't own any property and it always shocks me. Yeah. Dan Barrero talks about that a lot too, that, um, you know, the realtors that he likes and, and, you know, it, it's, it's subjective, but you know, you, a good realtor should own at least, you know, three or four properties, you know, they know about assessments. They know about, um, you know, all the details, uh, you know, that are involved in, in managing the property in specific neighborhoods, um, the codes, the, who, who are the, you know, who do you have to go to, who are the inspectors are, uh, right. these so, are very, you know, important, you know, contacts that, you know, if you're in the cities or if you're in the, uh, boroughs and stuff like that, you kind of need to know who, uh, who's running the housing authority, who's the head of this HOA, um, who's the inspector coming over and, and build up relationships. Yeah. And that's the advantage. A, a, real, a real estate agent can really have an advantage if they if they're like, listen, the reason I'm going to be a realtor is I want to own a lot of real estate. Yeah. Now, in the meantime, yeah. I got to sell, make money. And like you said, if someone wants to list a $650,000 home, you know, the investment deal, your job is to sell this deal. Right. So right. You, your investing brains out of this equation. And then when they give you money, you're like, cool, thank you. I can go buy real estate with your money. It, pretty much. That's it. Right. That's it. right. You know, and that's then, and don't think of that, not you, but the, the, the listening crowd, don't mm. think of that as like, uh, you know, a devious or bad thing. No, it's, it's no different than uh, getting a commission check or selling something in another field. Like that's, that's where you get your money. The difference is you're in the marketplace where you're making the money. Right. Uh, and, and uh, it's, it's a slight advantage. It is. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. And at the same time, you don't need that. So don't like people think because I own a lot of properties. I'm not a licensed realtor. Right. And I have a lot more property than most realtors I meet. So it's not a requirement, but I can definitely see how it could be an advantage. That's an absolute advantage for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And a younger GP would probably go do that. <laughs> I, I think so. I think I, about I, it right now. <laughs> I think that uh, if you were probably uh, under 40 right now that you mm -hmm. would you I think you would enjoy the work because you're in it already. Right. Um, it's it, you get to grind, you get to compete. It's a, it's a big arena. It's very competitive. Um, but it's also a big world and, it, and there's endless opportunities. I call it the abyss. You call it the abyss of money. <laughs> right. The abyss um, of money. Yeah, it's it's, it's exactly uh, what it is. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, growing slowly, but expanding. And that, what does that look like? It means getting uh, licenses in other states. And, um, you know, at some point in the future, I'm just jockeying for a position. Right. So, you know, you kind of know the area that I'm in and I'm close to the coast and I'm close to the <laughs> biggest city in the country. And and you, uh, you sell property while working another full-time gig. Yeah, that's, that, that's while, the goal, While man. owning property, while having a wife and two kids, right? Yeah, so you got all these moving parts moving simultaneously. Right. So I could, be on, I could be on a meeting in the other business, but I'm talking to the, the point of contact, and they are involved in this transaction or looking for this deal in real estate, and I could be like, oh, cool, well, I have this person, or I, I'm, or I, you know, and, and you just, it's just churning. It's constantly churning. Right. How much can you handle? That's uh, 
You know, if you yeah. put your mind on it, you know, everybody it, that I'm selling to in, in the other business, these are all people that still need houses, right? <laughs> they're still yeah. human beings. They're buying and selling. Most of them uh, are properties. So, um, And you, you put out a newsletter, don't you? Yeah, I send a weekly email out. I use Constant Contact. That's uh, who's that targeting? That who's that targeting? Uh, in real estate, it's uh, targeting pretty much everybody that I cold call and and I get their email address and I um, just stay in touch with them. You know, most people when I'm prospecting, they're not looking to do a deal right now, but maybe three years from now, they're. Um, so they're, so they're you put them on your email list. You ask yeah. them, "Hey, let me put you on my email list." I'll drip. Yeah, just you know, I, I just ask them if I could uh, stay in touch with them, and and um, uh, so whatever's you know on my mind in the the current markets. If I have a listing, if I if I have a rental, if I now who gave you permission to do that? Well, I, I always ask. Um, no, no, who gave you permission to start your own newsletter? Well, I I made the decision that hey, this <laughs> is something that. This is something that I can do consistently, and I didn't right. invent this. I got this from Ricky Carruth, who was uh, wait, but but no one paid you to do this, right? No, no, no. This is yeah. I'm trying is, to break down the, the this is the money flow to people. Like they're like, it's like they need to be paid to take an action. Nope. You have to. Uh, you you yeah. call it uh, pushing your intent into the universe, right? Uh, and and that's I've done a lot of my business from the weekly email. Um, People that I, uh, I I have properties under contract now that started wow. from a cold call three years ago, and then you know they get my weekly email and and uh, you know they, it's just a, it's a, it's a now, nice on your on your email because I send emails mm-hmm. does it show your face or is it just yeah. written it shows your no, face it's my yeah I have a picture uh, uh, my contact information link to my website uh, link to my listings um, so three points of contact yep. Now we're getting into the sales hustle. Yeah, yeah people. Yeah, well, I love the sales part of it. The sales funnel is what what uh, me going the most. Yeah, <laughs> that's the juice. Um, and what, what's cool about I think a lot of websites that that are email marketing, but Constant Contact, BombBomb, Mailchimp, all uh, you can kind of see who you can see who's engaging, clicking on the websites, clicking right. on uh, your listings and stuff like that. So. If they're giving you something back, okay, this is, gives me another reason to shoot them a text or an email or give them a call, follow up with them, keep it, keep the conversation going. And I genuinely try to uh, have like great conversations with people, see what is on their mind, what, what, but, but you, you have to do all that for free. Man. You have to do that. That's, that's the work. <laughs> that's the work. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like when I wrote my book, it's free. Nobody pays me. Yep. And that's and prospecting. It's, and it's years later that I get to convert that. What what you do today, you reap the rewards, right. uh, you know, down the road. It's There's not a lot of immediate business. Once in a while, you get lucky. Very rarely. But once in a while, if I make a, you know, a cold call, a guy might be like, hey, yeah, I'm thinking about putting my house on the market within the next month. Love mm-hmm. to have the opportunity to meet you. That's the universe and the gods rewarding you for, for your effort. They, they, they give a dog a bone. Right. And, um, you know. You don't do that. You don't get that opportunity if you don't make the call, though. Right. Like, so you and can't that's, be afraid of rejection. You can't be afraid of, uh, um, you know. That across all kinds of businesses. Now, there's some shit it, maybe it doesn't apply to. Mm-hmm. But the concept of that, of, like, I have a, this is how far I try to take it sometimes. I have a text list of just people in the cities that I like to visit. <laughs> 
And so I'll put on my story, I'll put in my newsletter, I'll put on my podcast, hey, I'm coming to New York. That's how we met, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that is, uh, I think yeah. they call that, uh, it's like segmented. You have a segmented yeah. like database. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I try what... to keep, I try to use simple words because a lot of my people are simple people. <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah, we, so now we got a segment. We got we to gotta start breaking it down. And if you just analyze like my business or what other p- good salesmen are doing, they're doing that without maybe not saying it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to spend time in New Orleans, I need people in New Orleans that I can just text and, you know, 200 people get my text today. Right. And that doesn't and, happen. And I, that doesn't happen in the beginning. The beginning, the order no. of things is you got to get the right. contacts first. Right. And then, you know, so then you don't have to worry about like having all these segmented. Uh, right. Uh, you go down the straight line, right? You go down, you go down the straight line for the first, the first in sales, the first order of business is to get your name and product out there and, and build up contacts and, and uh, you know, relationships right. with people. That's, that's what you need first. So your newsletter is content that's being archived, that's being created, that's free. Yeah. That you put effort, energy into that when people read, it, they can get a little, little nugget, you know, it's not. That's you know, it. Yeah. And I try to mix it up. Like it's not just about listings. It's not just about uh, what business I've done. It might be, uh, especially like on the rental side of things, I love talking about, uh, the investment side of things and why, you know, people uh, should consider it, you know, building up a rental portfolio and stuff like that. And, and I'll, you know, throw some videos in there or, um, you know, I might talk about the lenders that I'm using or, so you know um, what I see happening? Let's say I'm a baller. I got a little money and I want to do business in your area. And somehow I come across this mm-hmm. and then I'm like, yeah, call that dude. Yeah. He knows what we're looking for. Right. And we and, got, and, we got 10 million Nick. we need to buy some properties. Yeah. So that comes with consistency. Right. Right. You to, to, to get the, the, those kind of opportunities, you got to be consistent about it. Um, and, and, and there's going to be, there's going to be weeks and there's going to be times where you get goose eggs and crickets. Right. Nobody's. And that's fine. <laughs> At least, you know, you did it. You made the effort to do it. And, um, but that's, what's cool about sales. Like if you could jump around from different prospecting tools, so there might be like two, three days where I'm just on the phones making calls. I'm not doing any digital, mm-hmm. doing any, uh, stop-ins face-to-face meetings. And then I might go a week straight where I'm just stopping in places in real estate. I might just start, uh, going up to houses that just came on the market. I might have, I might not even have a client that I'm working with, but I might end up talking to the neighbor or, Right. You're just having conversations with people and collecting information and trying to use it to your advantage. Right. When, and not, when, not in a devious way either. Just you're trying to uh, right. see if there's any opportunities for you to to do some business. When I, I worked at the prison two days a week mm-hmm. and that gave me a little, you know, some money. It actually gave me health insurance, too, for a part time job it was crazy back in the right. day. And and then I had a lawn care thing going. So I systematized that. And then I got involved in network marketing and I, I realized the fastest way to this was I had to master sales Yep. and I started doing phone sales, but I knew I had a limited time on the phone. So I wanted to get them into a funnel that I could follow up with them non-threateningly. Yep. And I, and I began to study it and, you know, running ads and direct mail mailing pieces. And I created, you know, like I talk about with the table and the four, yep. four and I just start banging that man. And, I mean, we got to where we were spending 3000 a month in mailers. Yep. 
we're running radio at, like we're just cranking. And then these, these leads are coming in and then I'm on the phone every day doing 50 to a hundred calls. Yep. And I could push 50 to 90,000 a month in volume. It's hmm. just a, just a one man show. Just, just working that just leaning on it. <laughs> I love it. And, but you know, it'd become exhausting, right? Yeah. It's a grind. It's a, you know, it's a grind. Yeah. And that's when I realized, you know, as you're doing that, you're like, man, I got to get this shit into assets. Yep. So if I go easy on this, I'm still making a lot of money. Yeah. And <clears throat> along the way, the, that's also the straight line. Hey, uh, and you're not an aggressive guy either. In right. Terms of, uh, no, not even prospecting. Yeah, you're pretty yeah. laid back and, and uh, you know, you're not, it's not offensive at all. Um, some guys are very good. Uh, Cardone's like this. He he's a little bit more aggressive, mm-hmm. right? But sales. What's cool about sales is anybody can do. It. You could be a mute, yeah. right? And and probably still, <laughs> you know, uh, effectively communicate with people. But um, you don't have to be aggressive with sales. The, the point is that you're always just you're always in the process of prospecting and talking to people and having conversations and right. Um, is, so long as you know that you know. If, some people view it differently. They, they want the, the fast, quick um, response, right? I get that a lot with uh, people trying to, like, call me for uh, social media management and, you know, lead generation for me. And, and, <laughs> right. And I hear their pitches, and I, I give them, like, their, 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 their time to talk because I'm in sales as well. Um, but I know, you know, for me, I don't pay for leads. I, uh, I try to do it naturally. Right. Um, and I'm not aggressive. I just have my systems in place. I know that um, if I'm not, uh, you know, if I'm sending out, if I'm sending out postcards or I might uh, make phone calls or I might, I might do open houses for two months straight and just be in the, in the, in the market that way. Just talk to people that are actively looking to buy. And for every 50 people that I meet at open houses, I might connect really well with one or two people. And, um, create those opportunities. That's what's great about sales. You don't have to just stick to one thing. Right. You, can have, you could have many, many strategies and, and depending on how you're feeling and how your schedule is just, but you got to do it every day. Yeah. The, the ultimate goal is that you're always, you always have deals going on. You, there's never a drought. You always have action. And if there is a drought, well, you got some real estate to work on. <laughs> so you should never be bored. Right. Yeah. Mean, mean you're talking bored. about that. You it's, always have something to do, and you're always pushing on that. And I think that's what kills a lot of young dudes when they get going is they have so much dead time. It's hard, man. It's hard to spend uh, four Saturdays straight in July painting for five, six hours, or you mm-hmm. know what? I, you know, knocking out a bathroom wall, or when you could be at the beach. And I love all those things, man. I love the good life, but. I'm in the season, man. If you really, really, really want to get ahead and jump, you're yeah. gonna have to sacrifice uh, big chunks of your time, and uh, you'll get rewarded for it, though. Just gotta, you know, nobody's gonna give it to you. You gotta jump out and 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 get it. Yeah. The other day, you sent me that text. I think you were with a cousin or something like that, and you guys were out by the water. Yeah. Yeah, and you sent me that, and I showed my wife. I was like, "Look at Nick fucking off. Like he thinks he's rich." <laughs> and and I was just joking, you know. Yeah. And yeah. and then I think it's not a week later, the following weekend, you know, you're 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 busting out a wall at the house and working yeah. on the property. Yeah. yeah. And that's how it goes, man. You gotta you gotta balance stuff. I take yeah. weekends off, and 
Yeah, I'd like I like to take a day off here and there. Uh, right. You know, a couple in the summer, usually like the holiday weekends. You typically people check out mentally, uh, you know, in terms of sales and prospecting. So it's good opportunities to uh, just chill out for a second and uh, smell. Dude, the roses. They, they do it on Instagram and it makes me sick. What's that? And I know I'm being hardcore there. And I, you know, I apologize to people that aren't as much as me, but it's like, Oh, are you talking about them prospecting you on uh, Memorial day? No, I mean like, it seems like everyone tunes out when it's holidays. Oh, like yeah. your videos will get really low views. No one's going to watch a live. You know, it's like, yeah. Cause you guys are just wasting fucking time. <laughs> and I, and I'm not talking about the guy who's been going hard and he's enjoying time with his family. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about average people. Because average people aren't going hard and they're taking holidays off. Yeah. I mean, I preach it, man. There's many people that are that are willing to actually uh, hear it and, and kind of digest it, you know, that this is the the straight line path, man. If you Yeah, if you my, my dad has taken every weekend off my entire life. And 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 I went like ten years not doing that. And my dad is not very wealthy and I'm really rich compared to him yeah that's the compound effect that's, yeah you get and now he'll be like that. well you got lucky i'm like no i didn't get lucky dude i didn't have fucking eight ten, 12 15 years of fucking dead time that's that's and, all it is man yeah you could settle that in your brain it there's no turning back man once you start the process the thing is you're doing it for yourself yeah so you're you are the, the the boss, the owner, the manager of the portfolio. You control pretty much all the decisions, right? It's it's entrepreneur, you know. It, it's it's entrepreneurism at its best, man. And I've tried to max it, and I get it. This isn't for everyone, and, and a lot of times, sometimes I feel like I'm apologizing. It's like you know, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just not talking to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if a guy's yeah. like, "Well, I'm offended by that." Well, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the guy that needs to hear this. Yeah, and. and um, a lot of guys struggle with the spouse and it's like, man, if your spouse making a lot of money, let her be, let her make money. She's doing her part. But a lot of times what they would mean is, you know, it's the weekend and spouse is bitching cause they're working. And, and I, I, to me, I can't understand that. Cause like I, my wife, I put her on projects. She's got to research things. Like everyone around me is either assisting me in this or they're not around me long. Yeah. That's, that's the difference between, mm-hmm. uh, uh, being successful at it and not um, if you could have a, a partner that at the very least is holding down other things while you're right. pursuing it. But if you, it's hard, it's, it's, it's going to be uh, very difficult to uh, accomplish these types of goals. If you know, you have to go on um, and they don't know. have to do it with you, but they need to be supportive of They have it. to understand that. Hey man, Saturday, right. I, I got, I need five, six hours here. Mm-hmm. So I might, you know, if you're at this get together, I might be a few uh, hours late, but you know, this right. is... and the guy that winces on that, I'm like, well, that's duh, dude. That's why there's only 7% of people that are multimillionaires. Right. And because remember, they're... it's not forever. It's just a time in a season. Right. It's not forever. Like right now I don't, I do I, just a lot of shit. I don't do anymore that I teach people to do. Yeah. Cause I don't need to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm at a, I'm at a point where I don't need that deal or I don't, I'm not going to, you know, put a lot into trying to flip something for, you know, my trades are bigger. My dividends are bigger. Everything's bigger. So that, that sounds like the, you know, you're a mass mastery. You you've mastered, you've seen that. 
let me step in here, not to pitch something, but to bring your attention to what my friend Nick, who, you know, he's about 10, 12 years behind me. So I've had a whole nother cycle of this money flow game, meaning 12 years to look for acquire properties, 12 years to build out my dividend portfolios, to get my buckets straight, to run my businesses, to generate profits. And because I've been on that game consistently, I've been able to double and multiply. Rule of 72, you can, you know, if you're earning a 10% a year return, you can double your money every 7.2 years. And I've done that in a lot of different assets, stocks, real estate. But one of the things I want you to notice is my buddy Nick said that real estate is almost a defensive move for him. Man, a lot of people I talk to, I got to really push them into the real estate. Nick sees it as the ultimate move of defense. In order to protect his family, I need to get this wealth out of this business, but keep making profits and get it into assets that'll be there when the businesses are gone, when the family can't earn, when you lose the job. You have the defense of these assets that appreciate against inflation, produce cash flow, and you see we're raising rents into this inflation. It means what are we doing? We're fighting inflation. Man. Um, situation over and over and over again. And, um, you know, many times in the beginning you jumped in it and then you realize, okay, I've done that. I don't have to, you know, I've been through that scenario a million times and, and you create those options for yourself. That's part of the practice and mastery right. um, process, but that's the good stuff, right? If, right. You're, if you're, if you're a person that wants to, to, to jump in and, and make something of yourself, you ha- you can't skip, man. You, there, there's an order. You got to get punched in the face. You got to feel nauseous and be like, you know, uh, Go, going through all the jobs, get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Right. And, and uh, you'll wake up in the morning and you'll be better off. Comfort zone too comes back to what you value. <clears throat> when I do a lot of one-on-ones with people and a lot of times they'll, let's say they got 45 grand. Yep. And, and they're, they'll tell me I want to do real estate. I'm like, okay. And you got how much? And they're like 45 grand. I'm like, okay, go do it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, then like, what do you think about if I do it with 3% down? And then they began to describe to me, is there some way they can do it without putting money in? <laughs> and I'm like, so you don't even believe in your plans. Yeah. And they're, they're like, what do you mean? I mean, bro, you believe so little in yourself that you're going to put 3% down on you. Yeah. It's, I, I, you know, it's, it's really funny that you start convincing yourself and you start yeah. Mind fucking yourself and, and yeah. uh, when you stay on the straight line. Right. And I'm like, you, you're valuing cash. You don't value properties. Please. Yeah. They're valuing that. Right. And I get it because they've right. seen that. They know what that can do, but they don't value what the property can do as far as cash flow appreciation, loan pay down, because they've never done that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have no. That's why you should buy your house first. Right. So you can buy your house, feel first. it how to manage and budget your money and, and uh, take care of the utilities. And the reality with, uh, with real estate and property management is you need money because you're right. going to be spending money on improvements on repairs. Like it's not uh, buy and collect money uh, game. It's uh, it's a defensive position in your portfolio. You're going to have to have money, but the cool thing is the way the tax laws are structured and 
Uncle Sam uh, blesses us, you know, with uh, being landlords and investors that uh, you get the price appreciation, you get the write-offs and all that good stuff. Uh, Right. That, that, that comes, that comes down the road. Um, Yeah. It's the number of people I've met, they'll put $50,000 to trade options. Mm -hmm. Put $50,000 into a car. Yep. Without blinking an eye. But putting it on a down payment on a house where it's stored and reserved. Oh, slow down, bro. Freaking out. (laughs) Which actually works. Yep. Every time. A thousand times. Right. And that triples and doubles over three to five years. I don't know what that disconnect is in the human brain. Um, It shocks me, man. I see people, they'll sign for a car. Fucking excited. Leave there. They got appreciating. I like cars. But they now have one that goes down in value, and they're excited. They're showing pictures on Instagram, talking to their friends about it. And, and then the down payment on the house will, will oh, yeah, we got, them. yeah. They're, then they're like, <laughs> "Did you see that video about the coming crash of the economic?" Like, well, did you see that video when you were buying your car? <laughs> Nobody goes to YouTube and watches collapse videos when they're buying a car, <laughs> right? But they do it, man. When they're getting it, I don't know what that is, and and I. I'm wondering that because I'm writing it. I'm doing a new course right now, zero to one. I'm buying real estate. Yep. And, you know, trying to handle that, what that is in their brain. But hey, the reality too, uh, a while back, a couple months ago, you sent me a video. Uh, I forget who the guy was, but he was showing charts of real estate prices over the last hundred years, right? Right. And it really has never, even during the crash of 08, 09, it only really dropped like, I don't know, like 10, 12, 13%. Mm-hmm. But- Otherwise, it's been nothing but straight up over the last hundred years. That's not going to stop. I don't think it's going to stop. No, no, of course it's not. not. It's not designed to stop unless the banks create more money games. That, but they're, but then the banks will be killed. You know, they'd be killing themselves because they're in the business to lend money, and and you know, it's one of the big components of GDP. And uh, I mean, uh, if you think it's going to stop, you're betting on something that's never happened in history. Right. That seems like a stupid bet to me. And that's what's so great about it. Like, man, uh, Welby said this uh, on one of the lives and, and, and I jumped, when I jumped on a plane, when you, when you fly on a plane and you look down, right, and you're a couple right. thousand feet above and, and you see thousands and thousands and thousands of properties and you're like, man, all I need to do is get like three of those. Right. That's pretty achievable, right? Yes, absolutely. They're, they're right in front of your face. And um, listen, for me, I'm telling everybody that this is what I do. This is what works. It's the multiple streams of income. This is how you do it. There's no, mm-hmm. for me, there's nothing creative. And, and, you know, I get that they have hard money lending. I get that you can use other people's money and, and, and those are great options that they're much easier to do once you have a few properties under your belt um, because you have experience. Um, but when you're first getting started, the way to get it is you got to get two to three jobs and income uh, streams coming in first. The, your primary job takes care of all of your, you know, day-to-day living, your health insurance, car inspections, gas, food, blah, 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 blah. The second and third income streams, that's the money that you use for the down payment. So, you know, uh, how, it could look different <laughs> for a lot of people, but if, if you, yeah. you, know, you pick up a part-time or side hustle, that and that every hour that you do that, that money is for the down payment on a rental property. That's, the, that's a guaranteed way to do it. Yeah, you just wrote my book. You don't have to die broke. That's it. Like, that's that's it. And as we come to a close, I was going to ask your advice. So here's a, a situation that I'm sitting with. 
Right. It's um. So I have, you know, rough roughly, let's say three point six million on the street in real estate. Yep. That's equity. I owe on that about six hundred and fifty thousand. Beautiful. Okay. So that's round up, let's say three million in equity. And that produces obviously rent flow, right? Yep. Which fluctuates now with the Airbnb thousands a month. It used to be pretty steady. Now it's like all over. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just came online. <clears throat> and then on that 600,000, it's broke up into four payments. Three of them are arms. Yep. These arms are coming due. So, I, you know, GP played the, the interest rate game, which has worked for my career because it was going down. So I was like, yeah, I don't want to lock this in. Let's do an arm. Yep. Because interest rates were going down. And so I kept doing arms. And every time I would refinance, I'd get a lower rate. So I hear all these gurus saying, don't do arms, don't do arms. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. And I would do arms and get lower rates, lower rates. I've been getting lower rates for like 16 years. And now we're at a bottom, right? Like yep. the rate is now going the other way. So in 2023, I have 65,000 come and due. Mm-hmm. That's at 5.5%. It'll probably be higher. So that's in a year. That's a year from now. So we'll be dead center in the middle if we're going to do a two-year recession. So, so what do you think? Options. That pushes toward 9%. You think that's up that high? Mm, in the next two years? Yeah. The, a year from now. Mm. I, doubt it. I, I, I don't think so. I think um, maybe seven, roughly. I don't think they want to shock, you know, with everything going on. You have midterm elections coming up. Um, right. And then right, right behind that, price. I got 77 grand coming up. And I think what that I mean, would, I think that would torpedo the market. Um, at, at that number, but it doesn't matter what I think. I don't have any say. <laughs> right. Uh, but so, I mean, I think they slowly want to get it up just to. Let's to say that's it. 9% and that's you. Are you looking at like, hey, let's just close these loans out? I would, and yes. That's not, and you get what I'm saying. That's like you yeah. getting 9% investing in yourself, right? Yep. Right. That makes total sense to you. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised the number of people. They're just staring at you. Well, uh, it goes back to the leverage part, too. I don't like to be over leveraged, but I would either bang it real quick as right. much as I, or uh, do the beautiful 1031 exchange and, right. and that's find another option, a better performing asset. Right. Let's um, roll the fuck out of this. Yeah. Yeah. But that, but, but so the, the, that's what's cool about real estate. You, you can create things for yourself and just ride out, you know, the three, four, five year windows. And, right. uh, and and do that, but it's much easier to do that when you don't have debt. In six hundred thousand, you know, is is what you owe. That's excellent. Now, right. as as three twenty three three twenty five of that is in a thirty year note at four point five percent. Yep. So you don't touch that. Right. You leave that be, and then in twenty twenty six, I have a hundred and it probably then it'll be like one fifty something come and due. That's currently financed at four percent. You so got money making skills, in, though. What's that? Making skills, right? You can create income to bang that out if you wanted to. 
Um, you could get aggressive with it over the next four years and divvy it up quarter by quarter or month by month and just accelerate. And that, that really all depends on uh, obviously if the asset's performing, if you want to keep right. it as a performing asset in your portfolio, or if you want to, to trade the equity up. A lot of options, right? Creates so, options for you. Yeah. So sitting on 17 properties, um, X number coming in from rents and then 77 dividend stocks and money coming from that. Now, that much you, debt. So every day I get up, like you said, it's like, okay, the GP money machine goes on, right? Yep. We got to collect more than we pay out. Yep. <laughs> now, and, and also too, you didn't take arms on when you first started. No, 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 no. That's this was, difference. as I noticed, the interest rates were going right. down. I did, like Elon said, right. predict, prepare, preserve. Right. And I thought, okay, cool. It looks like rates are going to go down. So I need to make moves to be able to refinance later at a cheaper rate. Yep. But you didn't start doing that off the hop as a, as a novice. No, investor. I didn't know about that shit. Like you, I just yeah, got you low. Develop, got you developed yeah. that as you uh, acquire more properties and manage right. more properties because now you're in the game. Yeah. And so that's, that's my dilemma. I sit around and it's like, okay, I need to double this in five years. So, you know, I need to, I need to go from four to eight in five years. You know, that's, that's where I'm thinking. Um, and everyone should be doing the same thing, whatever you're at, right? If you're at a hundred grand, you got to be always in the process like, of trying to double your money. Grand. What's that? You're always in the process of trying to double your money. Right. Whatever that number is. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's why it's so Buffett talks about, um, you know, not losing money. And so he's saying, don't participate in activities where zero is a possibility. Yep. You know, and if avo- you do, avoid it, avoid it like you would avoid poison. Right. Until you get a big enough base that, OK, and it's like, OK, I can throw a little off over here to play poker or go, you know, me and you both like to gamble. Yeah. A little but, chump change. Is, is, is Right. That's a night out for dinner, expensive dinner, you know stuff like that it's not you're not uh, you're not leveraging the farm right even in trading I, and i you know i had a guy a girl contact me and she wanted me to talk to her boyfriend he'd lost three hundred thousand dollars trading options yeah i can't get out my of, mind around that because if i had three hundred thousand dollars i would have bought a small apartment building right out of and order then, and then i would have used their money to trade options right like yeah i mean to, to, if you there's there's people out there that love that action mm-hmm. and love that juice Right, mm-hmm. but three hundred thousand dollars. That's, you know, there's, I, you know, maybe if it was fifty thousand or twenty five thousand, but right, and you've got to get to where you respect your money that you make so much, like the money you make from your sweat of your brow or your skill set selling or at your job or wage. Like your money is so valuable that it's got to be one hundred percent. The shit I'm putting it in works. Mm-hmm. And it's the profits and the dividends and the interest. That's the kind of stuff I can start to play with to take those crazier risks. Yeah. You know? Yep. I had a guy learn- ask me, why don't you finance your properties and just buy Bitcoin? And no. I'm like, yeah, I like Bitcoin, but n- no. No. <laughs> no. I'm gonna take my renter's money and buy Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. you get and that's another option that uh right. other, people, and, other yeah. people's money. Uh, get to uh, you know, you get to purchase or spread money around and different things. Uh, that's not part of the foundation, that's all the derivatives, dividends that come right, in. And that right. all starts sales and uh, the order of things, 
So, so hey, real quick, uh, tell me more about your uh, book on zero to one. Um, it's my real estate course. Yep. And I'm letting my wife is taking a very active role in writing it. And uh, which is funny because honestly, my wife is not quote like a, an investor. Like I'm the, the mind, it's not, not to say I'm smarter, but I'm the guy sitting around going, okay, Hey, this returns 8%. This is like, you know, I'm doing that game and she doesn't do that game. She manages, she's a property manager. Properties I give her and her job is to make them more valuable and raise the rents. And, and so I'm getting a lot of her input on, on the day-to-day management. Yep. Um, you know, and, 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 and the idea being, how do I go from zero to one? I mean, because if you can't do one, you can't do 20. I mean. This is part of your series, and this is for the beginners. Right. Like, you've, you've never bought a house. Yep. Read my book. And if you don't buy a house, it's because you don't want to buy a house. That's it. <laughs> I mean, there's no other reason, because I'm just explained out how it works. And you just got to, you know. But all of that, ultimately, right, we got to go back one step comes from we got to get money. Got to get money first. And we got to stop giving it to other people. And and when you have eight days on vacation, not against vacation, but let's add up the days. And then you come back and then you're off on the weekend. Then you take three weekends in a row. Now you've got 20 fucking days. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you'd have made $100 on each of those days. You got two, you know, three, whatever, ready to go. And so much time is just lost, not p- positioning yourself to making moves. Well, think about it. Think about the math behind it. 52 weeks out of the year. Oh, it's terrible. Two, week, two, two days of, of it's the weekend. So that's a hundred and, uh, I don't know, 104 days, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, uh, that looks like three, a little over three months of no income coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now that, imagine that's a quarter, a quarter of the year, 25% of the year, you don't have any money coming in. Right. And it's not your whole life, but it's for yeah. a period of time. So you can get the base going. But what it will be a part of your whole life when when the truth you, is when you lay the foundation, right? And that's that's the way, yeah, man. And it's yeah, yeah, it 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 shocks me. And I meet so many young people with so many down days. And I'm like, yeah, bro, no wonder you're broke. You 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 have two and three days a week where there's no money coming in. You got to figure out something. Like I work Sundays, right? You see that I do my Sunday live. Mm-hmm. Well, that takes prep time. I then got to edit it. I got to post it. So as a multimillionaire, I work every fucking Sunday. Sunday's my favorite day to work. Yeah. And then I got other shit to do. I got emails that go out. Like, and then I see someone who's 29 and they're off. Mm-hmm. And you're well, like, not, yeah, it, it, I'm growing exponentially richer than you. It's not, it's not taught. And that's what's great about you and um, a lot of the uh, uh, other guys that are involved. Uh, it's not taught. Right. That's it's simply that. If it was taught, we'd be thinking about these things at 12 years old, 13 years old, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. But it's not taught. It's taught by wealthy households. Sure. Yeah, like I mean, said, like, um, I found it interesting. Like, uh, you know, people that go to private school, they're getting a totally different education than uh, right. than the people that are going to you know public school, whatever Catholic school, nor like it's, a, mm-hmm. it's two completely different educations and. That's fine. That's great. Um, it's just not, if it's not taught, it's not taught. It's not, you know, and that's, what's cool about all these platforms with IG and, and YouTube and stuff like that, because all this good information is now available 
And now it's just completely up to you to tap into it. You know, if you really want it, it, it is available. Yeah. I mean, even in something like trading or something like tonight, right before I sit down to eat dinner, I'll check the four hour chart on Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm going to bed, I'll respond to a couple of DMs, send an email. I got it. This lawyer I'm going back and forth with. I'll look at. Well, that's like five different drips that were just addressed for a minute. Yep. And you're just and then, managing and tailoring it. Yeah. And then it, it just becomes I breathe it in. I breathe it out. It's just part of my life, you know. And, and that's how I've approached everything. You know, I've wrote other books that I don't put out on Instagram because they were for a different field that I was in. Yeah. And what I found is if you write a book, even if it's terrible, people will go, wow, he really went out of his way. Yep. I love and, I love it, man. Yeah. And they'll like just go, wow. So if your accountant goes, hey, I wrote this book and they hand it to you, even if it's 60 pages on how to be a better customer for your accountant, mm-hmm. they're going to be <laughs> like, wow, this accountant's badass, you know? <laughs> Yeah, you, you you have something to give them. You're right. offering them something of value. It it touches the senses, right? You get to use your mind. You get to touch the the pages with your. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's 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 beautiful, man. And you can apply that to every single career and position. And um, you don't have to do everything. Just find one extra thing, one extra push that works right. for you that you can do, and that that alone will compound. Yeah. I, I, that's what fascinates me about podcasting and things like that. Like I podcast, nobody pays me to podcast. No, you're, but you're branding yourself. Right. Like me and you talking right now, no one paid us. I get nothing from you. You get nothing from me other than our relationship. I always get something from you. Right. I'm always, I'm always learning something, man. <laughs> but then, you know, then that two years later turns into something. Yeah. That's, that's the butterfly effect. Or a kid listens to this and goes, man, I'm just like Nick. I'm from the New Jersey, that New York area too. And and makes him like me. And that ends into a book sale that ends up him joining me in my discord. And yeah, it's like no one's paying you to do that. Um, And that's that's what I do on the eighth day. A lot of times I'm doing activities that I'm not necessarily paid for. Um, So if I'm a rapper, I'm recording my songs on that day. Yep. uh, And I'm putting them out on Instagram and I'm pushing that. I'm building my list. And so I'm working that angle, whatever it is. My thing is I got a friend who wife does cupcakes she makes 100k a fucking year making cupcakes is that right yeah i'm like what the fuck cupcakes i like cupcakes you can make a hundred thousand a year (laughs) well guess what if you get up every day and spend two hours a day filming and editing and posting now cookbooks and doing lives and guess what happens in eight months you're selling a lot of cupcakes man you're selling a lot of fucking cupcakes and recipes and (laughs) and it's and that's such a simple example you know, and, and, but here's the cool thing too. And, and you always illustrate it uh, with humor when you start when you create <laughs> when you create the platform, the option to start backending right uh, other products around it. <laughs> I got a kick out of the guy, uh, the griller, and smoking the guy that smoked meats, and then he's he's backing up the uh, the spices to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That's funny, man. That, that 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 so that doesn't happen right away. Like you're not back getting the spices until mm. you start until you start laying the foundation of you know grills and smoking and and tactics and strategies for smoking meats. Um, then you open that, up that door and that opportunity for uh, for the for the back end stuff, right? I, you know what's funny about that is my brother-in-law is excellent at smoking meat. He loves it. When I go over there, I eat. And it's amazing, you know. 
Mm-hmm. And I used to tell him all the time, I'm like, bro, dude, you got to have a fucking YouTube channel. This shit is amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not into it, but there are dudes that want to know how to make amazing ribs, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, make it funny. You're drinking beer. Invite someone. Like, do the nah. And then that guy does it. And, you know, I meet a guy. He makes like 200K a year barbecuing shit on his back porch. Uh, this country allows that too, and it, it, it you know it presents those opportunities to you mm-hmm. with, with all this technology and platforms. Yeah. Now imagine you're doing that, and you work at Delta like my brother-in-law. Instead of making seventy, you're making two seventy. Yeah. And then and now made that for ten years. Right. And then you bump into Gerald, and he's like, "Bro, you're not buying houses." Yep. <laughs> and now, now in a in a in a nine-year swing, you're worth three million dollars, and your friends work at Delta. Just by doing something you love, man. Yes, that <laughs> that's. Two transactional differences, and I tell people all the time, if someone sat down, I talk to them, probably two or three changes, two or three transactions, and your life is hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars difference in three years. Yep. Now nine and ten, it's millions. That could be anything, man. It could be weed whacking, power washing, mm-hmm. uh, landscaping, hardscaping, walking dogs, babysitting, yeah. Uber driving. It, it Maybe could be just anything. moving, you know, just moving somewhere different where you have better opportunities. Yeah. That's so the universe isn't so disordered, right? Like you say, mm-hmm. uh, if you're not putting effort and time in, that it won't reward you uh, for your efforts. All right, man. I won't keep you. I can go forever, but uh, we can talk about this all night. You own more shares than last time I talked to you, right? Stock shares and uh, two more properties that pay rent. One of them's paid for. All right, you need to hear that. So since last time yeah. we talked on 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 recording, not in person, right? Yeah, we talk in person a lot, but since the last time we talked on recording, documented, you've bought two more properties and you've been buying stocks. Yep, and accelerated my primary uh, house mortgage. Uh, you've been working on that, and I know your income's and, uh, gone up. Yep, and always attacking any debt, smartly leveraging. So it's a day-to-day process and grind, and it just compounds and compounds and compounds. And again, I'm not even anything big or special. I'm not a big shot by any means, mm. um, but... Uh, through the grace of the universe, uh, just by doing that process, you will get more gathers more. Oh, that's universal principle, man. And I'm just starting to experience that where the numbers are like, you're like, whoa, you know? Yeah. And, and, and it's just because I started so small and I always have to remind myself that I'm, I'm older. So when I was 27, houses were a different price and stocks right. were a different price and, and you, they're going to go up over time, right? It's a rigged game. It is. Yeah. And so we got to use these coming cycles. So, you know, if you fear that you still got to do the same shit to get ready, right? We got to get our credit straight. What do you tell people who want to buy real estate from you? What do you tell them they need? Uh, Same thing. I mean, the W-2s, you got to have your steady uh, employment history. What are you working with for down payment in any market cycle? What's the reality of, uh, you know, my biggest thing with uh, helping first time buyers is, hey, listen, I'm not promising you anything. We're going to go out. We're going to walk properties, look for, look at properties. We're going to, the more properties we look at, I'm going to start figuring out and reading you more about what makes you squirm or what's important to you. Like, you know, you might right. not even think about like, do I need a one car garage or a two car garage? Do I really need a big yard or can I get away with, um, you know, minimal maintenance? Am I cut out for, um, you know, fixer uppers or am I more cut out for uh, turnkey properties, moving ready properties? Um, but that's part of the process. And that's the way I operate. Like I'm not, you know, we're, we're going to walk and look at properties. We're going to probably look at 
10, 20 properties. And if we make a couple offers, cool, but we're going to be making a lot of offers and, you know, every once in a while I catch a break where we get it accepted right away. But most of the time, especially in the, in the market, the last couple of years, um, you know, you're going to get punched in the face and people start realizing that when they get punched in the face, uh, you know, after their fifth, sixth offer that they get beat out on, Hey, we're going to need some more paper. We're going to need to make some improvements here. Uh, I've had a few, I, you know, I try to stick with them and I hope they stick with me and, um, you know, I'll stay in touch with them, but it's up to them. I can't make the money for them. They have to go out and get, get more money to, uh, to put down. Um, That's the hardest part of all of this. The hardest part, man. And I teach, you know, today I did a one hour or 20 minute zoom teaching basic trading, you know, mm-hmm. and I try to teach every day cause I'm practicing. I'm yep. by no means an expert. So I'm always practicing practice and mastery. The only thing I can never answer for people is the money to get you going. Yep. Cause I'm not there for you. You know, I, I can't, you know, if it's yeah. GP, GP's on a fishing boat and then he's cleaning off a roof and then he's picking up poop and then he's driving for Uber. Like there's no, there's nothing I won't do. Yep. For me. Meaning if it's for me to build my kingdom, there's no, it's never too hot. It's never too cold. There's no job I won't do. And I don't mean I'm going to go do the worst shitty job on purpose. But if it's getting me to where I'm going, I have no problems, you know? Yeah. And, I love it. Yeah. And you can't, you can't impart that to other people, you know? Yeah. That's the difference, uh, you know, getting started. It's kind of like an airplane, right? Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of energy and effort um, from the runway, getting off, and then as you ascend. And then once you get to, you know, that, that level where you can cruise, then you're not exerting as much energy and 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 all that stuff for the you know for the plane to stay in motion then it's kind of like the same kind of analogy right to get the money and and you know yeah you gotta you know you might not want to work overnight on a saturday or a sunday but if that's all it is to get you going in that direction to get that extra 15 20 grand for a down payment i mean man you, you could bank 15 20 grand relatively fast um if that's your second income yeah, and if that's all you, I mean, gun to the head, we're gonna shoot your mom. <laughs> like you got to start seeing everything as serious as that, man. Especially the younger you are, you got to get you got to get on fire about that, man. Yeah, it, it's, I feel bad when I'm talking to older people and they're already tired. Yeah, it's hard. It, 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 the baby boomers and and yeah, and, it's hard. Yeah. I don't have an answer for a sixty year old because you've given up the most important ingredient, time, right? Yeah. This 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 conversation is for everybody, but it's more for. Mm-hmm. The uh, 18 to eh, 40, 40 year old. In, right. In, today, in today's time. And it's tough when you're, you know, you're 55 and you want to get your shit together. And it's like, bro, I mean, you gave up so much time. You know, this, like me having 17 properties. If I do nothing for 10 years, I mean, they mm-hmm. double. Yep. And the stocks double. Right. Mm-hmm. So I do nothing. My, my four is eight. Mm-hmm. Doing nothing. Yep. What if I go hard? You know, I mean, maybe I mess it up or maybe I make it 16. I don't know. Um, I think that uh, and then the cool thing when you lay this foundation and you have all these drips coming in, uh, you can start doing the work that you really want to do. Right. Which is what I'm doing here. Like, yeah, the reason I can. Right. Everybody can unfollow me for Instagram. I can still get up and do Instagram. Yep. I got money coming from other places. And so that makes it a little easier to try to be an influencer. Absolutely. It makes it fun to you when you start pursuing your, your other interests right. that if you can make money doing it beautiful, but um, 
there's no financial pressures, man. The bills and notes are getting paid or they're hopefully already paid for. Right. Um, and that's, that's, that's the whole point of it, man. Freedom option of choice. And our, our buddy Thatch always talks about it for, in his definition of financial freedom. That's the whole purpose of this is the freedom. pursuit of financial freedom. Right. And, and that you was can always do it a lot of different ways. You can do it a lot of different ways, man. Dude, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Oh, man, it's an honor to be invited back a second time, and I hope to have many more, and I hope to be part of your uh, growth uh, moving forward uh, as you uh, build your YouTube channel, your social uh, platforms, uh, get Mm. your studio in New Orleans, which would be a great city for you to, uh, you know, have your studio in. It's it's a, it's, I'm not, you know, it's not one of the biggest cities in the country, but it's big enough where there's action entertainment and you could have uh lots of different um guests come in and um just keep building and compounding that yeah i think so man and you've you've helped me with that helped me think it through and talk about it and that's good because there's only so many people around you can talk to about these things that get it you know that love it yeah (laughs) yeah man i I appreciate you bro yeah man iron sharpens iron i appreciate that all right man be good we'll talk soon all right Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. That was a lot of fun. Me and my man Nick could have went and went and went and went. And we're working on the idea for a video, bringing in a videographer, and we're going to take turns at my house in New Orleans, whiteboarding these ideas, interest rates, dividends, multiplying, building portfolios, management of properties, of, of just shooting a badass video. Let me know if you'd like that. If you like my friend Nick, we we love doing this. We go back and forth a lot. We talk about portfolio management compounding of dividends, buying stuff on stage ones. We share our real estate deals with each other. It's good to have friends like that, man. You need to surround yourself with young hustlers and old hustlers. Shit, put me in your life. Now, I can't be friends with everyone, but I can be there for you through my content, through my videos, through my newsletter. And hey, maybe we can become friends. I will be having an event coming soon at my house in New Orleans. That's how me and Nick became friends. And through our acquaintance, we've helped each other grow a little bit richer keep each other a little more positive and on that straight line. I hope I could help you do that too. God bless. Thanks for listening to today's podcast.